What's up? What's up? <laughs> Beloveds, I am so excited about this word. Like, I really need to pray before we slay because I don't just want to regurgitate, you know, like these different <laughs> concepts that I'm getting from this particular scripture. But God has been giving me so many revelations that, yeah, I have to get this thing out. So let's pray before we slay. Here goes it. Heavenly Father, thank you for another Wednesday word. Thank you for this Bible study. We come before you knowing that we are blemished creatures. So we ask for the forgiveness of sins. Let nothing, no imperfection, no principality, nothing hinder this word from being sown on good ground. Father, I ask that you would also continue to be a refuge over each and every one of us as we are still in a season of pestilence and sickness. But because we dwell in the secret place, we can trust you that though the weapon may form, it will not prosper. Lord, we love you for being Jehovah Rapha, our doctor, Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Shalom, our peace. So give us a peace that surpasses all understanding and allow us to walk by faith and not by sight this season. Help us to move as bold advocates of the gospel, knowing that you will do all that you have promised to do. All these things I say in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. All right, beloved, so I am going to be in. And this is going to be quick, maybe, I don't know. (laughs) The book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 11 through 12. Once again, the book of Ephesians. You know I get down with the King James Version. Chapter 6, verse 11 through 12. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Can I just read that again? (laughs) Put on the whole armor of God. That's a command. That is a command. Put on the whole armor of God. So I wanted to break that down because people hear that. And we know that scripture is so much deeper than just shallow words. So I really want to unpack this because people use this, but I don't necessarily believe they have the full perspicacity to apply what that scripture is commanding us to do. Okay. So how do we put on the whole armor of God? Okay. First and foremost, 
because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You know, I just love this scripture so much because you guys know that I'm a martial artist, okay? I've been a martial artist for 31 years. Yes, I'm getting old, okay? (laughs) And here's the thing. As many belts that I have, I have a few black belts, okay? As many different skills that I've picked up, you know, the nunchuck, the bow, swords, as many different disciplines that I have studied, I can tell you this, not one, (laughs) not one can prepare me to battle spiritual warfare because we are not wrestling against those tangible things, but we are at war with the intangible, with spiritual wickedness in high places. We are dealing with a supernatural enemy, okay? So no matter what discipline you know, no matter how much you lift, no matter how strong you get, okay, Boxing gloves won't work in this fight. (laughs) Being able to bench press 800 pounds is not going to work in this fight. You know, I used to pride myself on being such a diligent and resilient martial artist, you know, because anything that I do, I really go full in. I don't commit to many things because I know how much energy that I am willing to devote to one task, right? So I used to just be just in love with my athleticism. But here's the thing, as life progressed, that pretty much was useless. You know, when when times got tough, man, when I was in my wilderness experience, when I was being attacked, you know, on all sides by just different things, man. You know, like, here's the thing. When you are chosen by God, you basically have a target on your back the moment that you really turn your life over to him and you try to walk according to his statutes. That's when the enemy comes after you. Like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) I don't think so. I'm not going to let you cross on the other side. I want to keep you in my pack, right? Because the enemy, he wants to steal souls and God wants to save them. He wants to free them, right? So how do we prepare ourselves for spiritual warfare, okay? And it wasn't until I really got into my word, man, that I felt this resolve of confidence not in myself, but in my God, because he continued to communicate with me throughout, you know, the different um, things that were really preventing me and hindering me in my life. And the first thing that I had to do, you know, when I woke up was I needed to still my mind. I had to take captive my thoughts. Because here's the thing about me and you, okay? As many times as we experience these wonderful things, it's the trauma that sticks. It's the experiences and the events that cause us 
pain that really grip our subconscious. So you wake up and you have anxiety and nothing has even occurred yet. (laughs) You wake up with this gloom and there's really nothing in particular to be sad about, okay? So here's the thing, in my struggle, in my wilderness experience, okay, I was homeless for quite some time and, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever really looked at me, but I'm one of those people with a lot of energy and I just have a bright aura. So I was always attracting people to me. And, you know, I didn't want that. I'm like, get away from me. You know, I'm ashamed of my circumstance. I am tired. I am exhausted because I just, I'm trying to survive. I'm literally in survival mode every single day. I don't know where I'm going to lay my head. I don't know where I'm going to stay. I don't know, you know, um, where I'm going to be tomorrow. I don't know where life is taking me. Okay. So the first thing that I had to do was still my mind. And I did that by getting in scripture and that is one way for you to put on the armor of God. This is spiritual armor. Okay, so when we're talking about spiritual armor, we are talking about intangible virtues. Okay, this has nothing to do with the muscle in my hustle. I'm talking about my peace. I have to put on a cloak of peace before I can go into the world, before I can do the many tasks that are required of me, before I can serve someone else. I have to put on this peace because if you ever make decisions from a fight or flight state from survival mode from anxiety from anger from resentment if you ever make decisions from anything other than a sober vigilant mind okay you will make some bad choices for yourself. So when we wake up, the first thing we have to do is prepare our spirits to enter the world, right? Though we are in the world, we are not of the world. You and I are spiritual beings having a tangible experience. So when you wake up, the first thing you have to do is ground your spirit. Ground your mind. Recall who you are and whom you belong to. Can I get an amen on that, my friend? So when I woke up, the first thing that I did, you know, because I was very aware of my circumstance. (laughs) I'm sleeping in my car with my dog, you know, and he is just, he's this huge white shepherd husky, you know, and it's like, okay, I know exactly the circumstances that I'm in. I'm in dire circumstances here, but I have to put on the armor of God because when I do that first, it is him that is leading and guiding me, not my thoughts. No, no, no. Let thy will, not my will, be done. 
So the first thing that I did was I got into scripture. Now, for me, Psalms has always given me peace. It's always been a confirmation that God is with me, that he is for me, that he would never leave me or forsake me. You know, so the first thing that I did in the morning was put on my spiritual zeal by getting into the word, right? And maybe that works for you. Maybe it doesn't, but I dare you to try it, boo, because here's the thing. (laughs) You don't get any better personal development than what is already in the Bible. Like people like to take different things out of the Bible, you know, and make it their own little personal um, uh, concept. But I peep game. I'd be like, yo, that's a proverb. He's talking about proverbs right there. Now he, he may have, you know, altered the words a little bit, but the best source of personal development And motivation and inspiration comes from the word of God. Why? Because, duh. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You can't read anything better than God. (laughs) Listen, okay. So here's another way for you to get in the spirit. Yeah, we're talking about spiritual warfare. How can we fight this? Okay. Celebrate right? Or what the people like to say in church, worship, praise and worship. When you magnify your God, all of a sudden your problems, they get real small. (laughs) They decrease as you increase God by magnifying him through your mouth, by amplifying him through your praise, your worship. You know, there's a saying that when praises go up, blessings come down because you are esteeming your father. What? Your father who art in heaven, who also dwells within you, boo. So you can't help but feel This source of supernatural energy that just courses through your veins when you praise your God because you are a part of him. It just feels good to praise the king because he lives in me. So when I praise him, this is an act of, you know, reciprocity. I give him praise and he tends to me. And he keeps me as the apple of his eye. He loves me, my father, right? So the more that I glorify him, the more that I dwell in that secret place. People always ask me, what is your secret? Because you have this energy, honey. The one word people always use when they are talking about me and my attributes is energy. And the reason why they love my energy so much is because God is the one who amplifies my energy because I pray to him every day. I sing to him every day. I read to him every day. At 3 a.m. I get out my Bible when he wakes me up and I'll read something to him. Yeah, I read to you too, boo. 
But listen, I read to Father first. And that's what gives me this joy, you know, this peace that it just surpasses all understanding. People are like, how are you the way that you are? And you've gone through the things that you've been through because I am always glorifying my God. He is my champion. I love him. And I know from experience that he loves me too. So when I sing to him and I praise him and I worship him, it's just like this ecstasy that washes over me. So then when I do go into the world to perform any given task, I have this supernatural cloak of godliness that rests on me because I have esteemed, I have magnified the master. And he gives us this aura, this peace, this power, this joy that just permeates. Even though people can't see it, they can feel it. You know, people are attracted to me and I always wondered why. I'm like, yo, I just mind my own business. I know I get on here and I talk a lot, you know. (laughs) But the truth is when I go into the world, when I'm doing my thing, I mind my own business. And it's people that are attracted to me. Complete strangers come up to me. They tell me about their problems. You know, they're seeking love. They're seeking counsel. They're seeking God. And that aura, that anointing is resting on me because when I wake up, the first thing I do is put on the whole armor by way of praise and worship and meditation. When you're reading your word, that's meditation. You know? So the reason why I'm telling you this is because I want you to just try this for 30 days. Get up every single morning. Make time for God, whether it's 10 minutes earlier, you know, a half an hour earlier, to just read one scripture, to just sing one song. Because you and I, we are dealing with spiritual warfare. Here's the thing about people. If they really knew God, if they studied his word, if they woke up and they praised him and they put on that whole armor every single day, they would move with a different type of confidence because they would know that everything would be okay. They would be able to affirm God's promises. You know, that's one reason why I wake up and read scripture. I have to remind myself, you know, we have to take captive our thoughts because the first thing that my thought life likes to run to is my to-do list. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to call that person. You got to email him. You got to send out that workout. You got to go do this workshop. You got to go to the gym. I have so much on my plate and as do you. But when we wake up and we really put God first, he gives us that divine supernatural armor. 
that nothing can hinder our walk with him. That nothing can destroy us because we are walking in the refuge of the Most High. We are dwelling in the secret place. This is a metaphysical place. Yeah, I know. You're living in the matrix, right? We talked about that. (laughs) But seriously, putting on the whole armor, it's necessary because you and I, we don't struggle against flesh and blood. Because if we did, listen, I'm a sparring champion. I would be all right. (laughs) I would be good with it. Like, yo, let's go. Chariot, Kunye. Okay, that's, by the way, that's Taekwondo. That's what they say before you fight, okay, in a tournament. Okay, anyways, so uh, (laughs) we are not dealing with flesh and blood. You don't got to put on boxing gloves. We are dealing with principalities that are attacking your thoughts, that are making you insecure, that are making you sabotage yourself because they want you to respond from a place of fear, not faith. And that is why we have to put on the whole armor of God every single day. That is putting on your faith. I am arrayed in faith when I wake up and I praise my God. I am walking in power when I read my scripture and meditate on his statutes. Now, the third thing I'm going to tell you, and listen, this might be kind of weird for some of y'all, but I will always give you the truth. Okay. I promise that if God gave me a platform where, where people would listen to me, that I would give them the truth. So here's the third thing. And this could be my little secret. (laughs) Praying in the spirit. Now, some of you are like, what is that? Praying in tongues. Now, I know that that is actually a spiritual gift. However, I also know that we all have the capacity to pray in the spirit, to pray in tongues. You know, the word talks about this. We don't know what we ought to pray. So the spirit makes intercession for us. You know, I was just watching a sermon and, you know, that's when that Holy Spirit gets activated and I will go into tongues. But I also pray in the spirit because sometimes I absolutely know that I am in need. However, I don't trust my flesh because I pray based off of what I see. I pray based off of my sensorial perceptions. My mind will make a supplication based off of my situation. However, my spirit when I'm praying in tongues when I'm praying in the spirit it is making intercession for me and also the enemy 
does not know what you are saying. Oh yeah, the enemy knows all these languages, honey. English, Spanish, Mandarin. But when you pray in the spirit, the enemy cannot discern what you are saying. Because this conversation, this is a tongue of God, right? Heck, you don't even know what you're saying. I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) But here's the thing. When I pray in the spirit, man, it's like a metaphysical release. It's like God will take over and groanings will just escape my lips. And I know that that is God's perfect will. When you pray in the spirit, you are praying God's perfect will. But here's the thing. How many people do you know that pray in the spirit, that pray in tongues? They don't. You want to know why? Because the enemy has them fooled. The enemy wants them to feel ashamed. Because just like every other language, you have to learn this. You know, you have to build this up. When you first started speaking, one of the first words you probably said was mama or dada, right? So praying in the spirit, it's the same thing. But people often let their ego get in the way. Oh, this sounds silly. I don't know what I'm saying. And guess what? Neither did I. I wasn't good at it when I started, but guess what? Who's good at anything when they started? (laughs) God wants you to persevere. When you speak in tongues, you are speaking God's perfect will. I just got the spirit just now saying that. That's confirmation, right? So here's what, uh, because I did work with an apostle for about a year. And he was trying to get people to do this because most modern day churches, they don't teach you how to pray in the spirit anymore. And when you do that, by the way, you unlock so many virtues within yourself and you refine yourself because you are actually, you are living, you are speaking, you are dwelling in the secret place by way of your proclamations and your words And we know how powerful words are. So can you imagine praying in the spiritual tongue, singing in the spirit? I've done that too. Man, it unlocks some supernatural divinity. And I just, I feel like I can't even, I can't even really explain it. I feel like I am larger than my body. (laughs) Like when you really get into it, you know. But um, the apostle was trying to teach people how to pray in tongues. And a lot of them, you know, it just wasn't their thing. But the ones that got it, man, when they started praying together, can I tell you, things started happening. One time I was outside with them and it was raining really, really bad. And we were going to have a picnic outside um, and it was going to be for like, a Sunday potluck, right? And it was raining really, really bad. And the apostle was like, hey, let's pray on it. I'm like, let's pray on what? 
oh, we're going to pray for the rain to stop. What? I'm looking at him like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> but what? One of the prophets prayed for the rain to start and it did. Remember that? He saw a cloud. He was, they were praying for a while. You know, the, the land was in a drought anyway. So yeah, he wanted to pray for the rain to stop. And I'm like, okay, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I'll, I'll join in and I'll, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, your girl was <laughs> praying in doubt. <laughs> so we started praying together and it was incredible. Like there was this, you know, first, when you really get into the spirit, you're going to get hot. You're going to feel things, you know. Um, and yeah, I started to feel that. But it was magnified so much more because it was other people praying with us. You know, I had only done that by myself. So do you know, after about five minutes of praying in the spirit, not only did the rain stop, but God gave us a rainbow. <laughs> I was like, oh Lord, you are showing out. And I will never forget it because I'm like, yo, if people knew how to do this, we would just be changing situations and whatnot. You know, like I'm one of those people where if you show me something, I want everybody to know that it works, right? So I understand that this is kind of awkward for some of you. So this is how I started because at the time I was living with my girlfriend and, um, you know, when we're praying in the spirit, this is an intimate experience. So this is what you're going to do for those of you that are ready to take this challenge. Okay. To dig deeper in your faith, to open up that supernatural door because God will start doing things and it's going to be like, whoa, whoa. Yo, God sent me a text message one time when I was praying in tongues. Okay, we'll talk about that later. But you're going to go in your closet, you know, like literally go in your closet or your bathroom. Set the mood. Okay, light a candle. Or or just be in complete darkness. It's, it's up to you, right? But you want to set the mood for the spirit because it's like you are having a date with God. <laughs> you're having a date with the Holy Spirit, honey. So you're going to do that. And then you're just going to open your mouth and whatever comes out, let it come out. The enemy is going to try to tell you that what you're doing is silly, ineffective, and stupid. And I come against that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I bind you and cast you out as far as the east is from the west in Jesus' name. Amen. But when you do this thing, persist, just like with anything else, and you will get a reward. And that reward is going to unlock a deeper relationship with God, a more astute supernatural experience that you can walk in this awareness, man. Like when I tell you that this has given me different spiritual gifts. It's built me up in different places. You know, I, I, I'm not going to talk to you about that today, but when I started to do this, like God made me a legit superhero. (laughs) 
And the thing about this is it really is limitless. Like the more that you are in the spirit, the more that you pray in the spirit, the more that you put on the whole armor of God, the more that you praise him, sing, you know, and just open up yourself the more God is going to download insight, revelations, the more that he's going to be able to instruct you, the more that he's going to visit you in your dreams, that he's going to sow certain things in your heart, you know, because a lot of times when we're praying, we're praying for the wrong things, right? Like some people pray for money and they need to be praying for wisdom. Honey, if you had the wisdom, you'd have the money. You know what I'm saying? But we don't know what we ought to pray. So that's why when you're praying in the spirit, it's so powerful. So let me just hit this over the head one more time. Get in your closet, light a candle. You know, if you wanna pray some praise and worship, some soft gospel music or whatever floats your boat to invite the spirit in, do that, okay? And then just let whatever come out of your mouth come out. Allow God to move in you. Don't be ashamed of what escapes you. Because these are spiritual groanings. This is the will of the Father, the perfect will that you are speaking. And he's using you. to do things in the earth as it is in heaven. So with that said, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's Bible study. You know, I really just, I wanted to empower you. Try doing this for 30 days. I promise on everything, you are going to become an entirely new person. And people are going to see it on you. They're going to be like, Why aren't you in a bad mood? (laughs) And you'll notice it too, like in the small stuff. Like for me, I used to have really, really bad road rage. Now it's not as bad, okay? I still have my days. And that's partially because my flesh takes over by way of caffeine. But but a lot of the times now I notice that I don't even respond to things that used to agitate me. I'm like, ah, I'll ignore that. Ah, I'll let it go. Ah, maybe they're having a bad day. It's all good. I'm okay. You know, I'm my father's child, his beloved. <laughs> I hope you guys really enjoyed this and you're having a wonderful week. Be safe out there, though it is the holidays. We must still be vigilant. There are some silly rabbits out here. So please be astute. If you are going places, have someone that you trust with you and pay attention to your surroundings, boo. Now with that said, may God bless you always in fitness, health, and in spiritual wealth. I am your girl, Belle Fit, and we are the Black Sheep Believers. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.